Welcome to Chemistry with a Purpose, the podcast where we talk to brilliant innovators to discuss the science and research that affects the lives of people around the world. From climate change to circularity, we're dissecting the issues that impact society and showcase how chemistry can make life better every day. My name is Jackie McAllen. I am a science communications expert who work with innovative companies to help them tell their story. In this episode, we invite two guests to talk about textile recycling, a growing trend in the fashion industry. We're going to talk through the opportunities and challenges of collecting, processing, and using recycled fibers. We are thrilled to welcome Yuka Pesola, founder and chairman of the board of Pure Waste, a Finnish company offering sustainable clothing and fabrics made of 100% recycled fibers. So Yuka, welcome to the show. Hello, I'm really a pleasure to be here. And we have our second guest, Kaisa Karasalmi. Kaisa Karasalmi is part of Kamira's innovation team. She's an expert in chemistry for industrial applications, and she's working in the area of cellulosic fibers and textile recycling. Welcome to the show, Kaiser. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here today. Lovely to have you both to discuss textile recycling, the opportunities, the challenges, how it works from collection to the mechanical recycling, opportunities for chemical recycling, and then of course, how do you use recycled fibers? So let's just start with the basics. Maybe Yuka, you can explain what is pure waste and how are you using recycled textiles? Pure Waste is a young company founded in 2013, and we are working with the mechanical recycling. Uh, we have a production set up in India where we are working with the, uh, with the pre-consumer textile waste and making ready-made garment out of, uh, out of that. That's the basic business what we are running uh, uh, till now. And the last five to six years, we have been doing a lot of R&D to be able to utilize uh, post-consumer waste. Maybe for people who are less familiar with the topic, can you tell me or tell us a little bit more about just what is pre-consumer waste and what is post-consumer waste and what type of fibers are you dealing with for each? Pre-consumer waste, that's well, coming from, from the industry. So basically, it's not used it's processed and it's uh, coming from different steps of uh, of, the, of the production mainly we are using the cutting waste from the cmt factories so when you are cutting the patterns of t-shirt or hoodie or, or whatever there's always eight to ten percent of wastage what is uh, what is coming off within the cutting process. That's the raw material within the pre-consumer waste for us. Uh, also from the spinning mills, there's always some some yarns which are some fibers which are not basically ending up for, for the end, end product. So basically those are the uh, pre-consumer waste raw material streams for us. And post-consumer waste, that's uh, repairing the old used clothes, what has been already used, washed many, many, many times and are coming end of the lifetime and then we are collecting it and then it can be processed back to the to the fibers. Why shift to post-consumer waste as a raw material? We see both as a big problem for the, for the environment and uh, also it's the economical problem that uh, you are throwing away valuable uh, raw material. For sure, pre-consumer waste, that's uh, more homogeneous and it's uh, bigger, bigger streams per quality, per color at time, what we can collect. But uh, post-consumer waste, it's the growing problem. Uh, the, the usage of the clothes are, it's growing double digits all the time. So basically, we, we need to tackle that problem. Uh, more or less, uh, the textile waste is uh, oh, one of the 
only streams which are not utilized at the moment. In the metal, glass, all these past day recycling processes already in place and it's, it's been utilized. But within the textile waste, there is, there is no any recycling processes to, to use it again. So it's, it's not wise to throw it away to be on a landfill or even to burn for energy. That's, that's not good. Good way to use it either. So a more circular economy then. Yeah. And I think that's actually a great segue to Kaiza and the work that's happening at Chemera, because Chemera, of course, has expertise in chemistry for recycling pulp and paper. I think most people would be familiar with paper recycling. And now, Kaiza, can you tell us a bit more about the opportunity you see to support textile recycling? We see huge opportunities in textile recycling for Chemera. We are at the moment in a position that uh, we are ex experts in, in uh, cellulosic fiber recycling in paper and board. And, and then uh, like the, this textile recycling, as Jukka already told you, that it's uh, you know, very dangerous. Still, since the collection has not started very efficiently yet, but since the legislation is going to change during the coming years and the, the raw material will be available and this commercial scale Textile recycling technologies will be scaled up. Uh, we think that uh, we will have a role uh, with our chemistry expertise in these processes. How we will help the scaling up, uh, solving some process issues, as well as the quality issues of the end fibers, which are coming from the uh, recycling processes. Maybe you can both tell us a bit more about the recycling processes. Yoko, I know you're an expert in the mechanical recycling area. So if you could just walk us through most simply how that works. And then I would love to hear more from Kaiser how it works with the chemical recycling. Yeah, basically uh, how we see it, it's uh, divided in three different ways. It's the mechanical, uh, chemical, and then uh, thermal recycling processes, what, uh, what can be used for the textiles, textile waste. And the mechanical is basically, it's purely mechanical. One that uh, when you have the garment or fabric, then basically within the mechanical process, you will, you will rip it back to the fiber form. First, uh, uh, normally there is five different cylinders and each of these have uh, spikes and the rolls are turning each others and basically when the fabric goes uh, through the five uh, first cylinder it will be ripped for the smaller pieces uh, second cylinder a little bit more third cylinder a little bit more and end of the line it will be in the, in the fiber form uh, like if you have seen uh, the cotton fibers in bale or or, or polyester fibers in the in the veil, it, it, it looks same. So it's just a big fluffy ball, is that what it looks like? It, yeah, big fluffy ball, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then it would be spun back into yarn or or some other form. Yeah, yeah. Then you can uh, you can uh, you can utilize it in the in the spinning process, uh, same way that uh, you will uh, start from the fiber and. Uh, make a sliver first and then spin it to the thinner yarns. The process is it's same as with the virgin fibers. Of course, you need to have some small adjustments. And within the mechanical recycling, the fiber length are suffering a bit. It's a little bit shorter fiber than earlier. So normally you need to mix it with some longer and stronger fiber to get it working within the normal spinning process. And is that where the, the, the chemistry can make an improvement or how, how do these play together? We, we hope that we can utilize both. We can, you know, we can utilize the mechanical recycling as well as uh, the chemical recycling. And 
Uh, how we are doing nowadays is that we are using uh, RPET recycled uh, polyester fibers as a, as a longer and stronger fiber uh, together with our mechanically recycled cotton fiber. But uh, as we probably all know that uh, the polyester is not the best in, in every solution. It's good for for some workwears or some sportwears, but uh, then uh, for some fashion or casual wear, we hope that we can find some solution uh, from the chemical recycling so that we can get some chemically recycled fibers to be the longer and stronger fiber to mix with, uh, with the uh, mechanically recycled fibers. When we're talking about the chemical recycling, the way I'm imagining it, Kaisa, tell me if this is correct. You have an old t-shirt, you submerge it in a chemical bath, and then it dissolves, and then you, it dries and you're left with the fibers. Is this how it works in generally? In a very simplified version, yes, that is how it works. But like the, the chemical recycling differs from the mechanical recycling in a way that you will dissolve the, the fiber material. So basically, quite often, before you do not put the, the whole t-shirt in, into that, solution in which you dissolve it, but pre-treatment might be some something like mechanical treatment. And then you have that kind of uh, like uh, pre-treated uh, fiber material, which you can then dissolve. And then you can, if we are talking now about the cellulosic fibers, which which is actually our our main main focus in this at the moment, the chemira, like the, the cellulosic fibers are uh, dissolved and then the cellulo cellulosic fibers are then regenerated after after the dissolution part and then you can regenerate the fiber again. But in yuccas or in mechanical recycling, you are not kind of regenerating. It's the same fiber which in a way comes out from the process, but probably the quality uh, after the mechanical recycling is like lower than. Maybe for the chemists who are joining this call, um, can you talk a little bit more about the chemistry behind it? Maybe areas that you find most exciting? Well, uh, I think that the dissolution and regeneration part is kind of partly pretty familiar for everybody who, is, who knows how the pulp is, is made and then how the cellulose is treated in a way that it can be dissolved. But like where I think that, that the most exciting part is the kind of probably functional chemistry is how do you can modify the fiber quality in a way that it will reach the, the required quality requirements, like maybe from strength perspective or then from hygiene perspective, there are several different chemistries which are needed both in chemical and mechanical recycling, uh, which uh, helps the fiber producers to, to reach the ultimate then the, uh, quality targets. So basically the, in the chemical recycling, uh, the first chemistries which are used are quite bulk chemistries uh, like caustic and uh, that kind of uh, acids and bases and that kind of things, which are probably not the most exciting ones, but then the, the real fiber modification is something that I, I find the, the most fascinating part of the story. And which type of chemistries are used for that? Can you share? For example, if you want to modify cellulosic fibers, which are in by nature, they are very hydrophilic. If you want to make those more water repellent, you need to add something which make the, the fiber surface more hydrophobic. That kind of modification that you really, the technical features, you can somehow adjust with the help of chemistry. This was just an example. 
That's a, well, it's a fascinating example for sure. Before we move on in a second, I would like to talk a bit more about regulation and you look at the business trends that you see. But I know, Kaiser, we discussed that not everybody listening will know what cellulosic fibers are. And we've spoken about them quite a bit. So maybe just rewinding for a minute, can you tell us what cellulosic fibers are? Cellulose is the, the most abundant biopolymer on earth, and you can find it from plants and trees. It's uh, by nature hydrophilic, as I already told you. Uh, it's a kind of sugar-like molecule, and you can make different kinds of items like paper and board and, and textiles. Let's switch gears into sort of the mega trend of textile recycling. Can you tell us maybe, Yoko, since you're much closer to the consumer, a little bit about what's driving that trend? It's been already basically started the change of the textile industry. And we see that it's going for more sustainable direction. And uh, how we believe is that it's, uh, it will continue and uh, the textile industry will change to be more, more sustainable in the, in the future. When we started 2013 and uh, when, when we told that we have recycled t-shirts, basically customers were asking that, uh, no, no, this is not a recycled. It looks like a new one. Basically, that was the starting point that uh, everybody was waiting that it's old used used growth when when we are speaking about a recycled one. And that time, nobody was so. Uh, uh, it was kind of a common understanding that you can't make 100% recycled uh, textiles. That's already proven that it's not true. Oh, we we have been we have been making it, and several other other companies have been making 100% recycled textiles nowadays. And uh, now it's only speeding up the change towards the more sustainable textile industry. The demand is growing. Even before the COVID time, the demand was growing uh, really in the high speed. But now we see that after the COVID, the situation has been even speeding up. And uh, the legislation is, is also changing uh, here, here in Europe. There is a lot of new regulation coming, which will lead for the same direction. Uh, that's kind of more greener and more sustainable textile industry. And it's not only... For the production, it's uh, it's going to be only for, for within the use phase that uh, are starting to pay more attention how to use and how to care the textiles and what to do for for them after the uh, after the use phase, and how to recycle it. And uh, many people are buying secondhand, and so it's uh, we see that it's going to be a big change for for textile industry. Does the legislation mandate more collection areas in Europe? There will be 2025 uh, all over the Europe, uh, the, that kind of mandatory uh, separate collection for the, for the textile waste. Actually, here in Finland, we, it will start already uh, beginning of next year, so 2023. Then, but in Europe, it will be 2025 mandatory separate collection for the, for, for the textile waste. Yeah. What just generally, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? To, to see see that the industry is changing and we can prove that uh, it's possible to basically make things better way uh, so that uh, uh, that kind of environmental social uh, points are taking care and uh, still it's uh, it's economically possible when when we can prove that I see that we have succeeded and uh, that that keeps us uh, motivated and at least we have been proven that it's possible to make 100% recycled garments so that's that's one point. We have a recurring segment for this podcast where we ask, in your opinion, what's the greatest chemical innovation of all time? Maybe this question is best suited for Kaiza since she has a background in chemistry, but don't feel excluded, Yuka, if you want to jump in. 
So Kaiser, what do you think? What's the, the greatest chemical innovation of all time? That is a very tough question. And I think that I have to answer like, who has been the most inspiring person in the field of chemistry for me? I have to admit that she is Marie Curie. I think that she is a great role model for all female researchers that like, you can do whatever when you just do your thing with a passion. So this is my answer. Not because I'm very keen on radiochemistry or elements, but just because that she, is, she has been a real role model and pioneer in this field. Absolutely. Certainly a famous figure. That's a great answer. There, there has been a lot of great innovations within the chemistry, but I hope that the best ones are still to come. And uh, for the future, what is needed for sure within the circular economy chains, I see a lot of, uh, a lot of need for, for chemistry innovations. And uh, hopefully we will see the really important ones to, to come. Well said, bravo. So looking to the future, I love that. <laughs> Past informs the future. So I think they're both great answers. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you both for taking us through the challenges, the opportunities, and what's what's trending, what's next in recycling textiles and, and reusing textiles. So thanks again for being here. We loved having you and hope to talk to you again sometime. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you. It was really a pleasure to, to be here and discuss with the, about the important things. <laughs>